0: Welcome to your listener. If Guy and I are correct, when we were talking about when we should launch this show, when we should actually throw it out on the internets, we came to the conclusion that we should do this during the holidays. Guy, why are we posting
1: this during the holidays? Because everybody finally is going to take, hopefully, a little time off to themselves, stop answering emails, stop... Doing all the things that you do and sit on a couch or other soft seating and relax for a second and maybe relax to the sweet sounds of lunch hour legal marketing. See, and I was a little more cynical. I
0: thought this was the escape. My mother-in-law. I'm going to put my uh, headphones on, and uh, not my mother-in-law. I was going Although to say she,
1: not my mother-in-law.
0: <laughs> mine does, definitely does not listen to this podcast, so I think for mine safe doesn't either. That.
1: But I really enjoy her company, so I'm very that's awesome. Grateful, that's a fortunate. win. I know I'm lucky. Why that is, is a huge you know, win? I always looked at it like you marry the whole family. So, all right. Did you interview the mother-in-law first? Several times. Okay, <laughs> that's for another, another episode. <laughs> different
0: episode. All right. Well, that, that is awesome. I hope you are all enjoying your family. And if you are taking a little time to reflect or escaping uh, creepy Uncle Marv to the podcast, welcome to our amazing kind of uh, break time podcast. Gee, what are we talking about today?
1: We are going to do a quick rundown of some short news, and then we have a song for you. But that's a secret. It's a secret.
0: And until then, let's get the song that you all know and love, Oh So Well, Money Makes the World Go Round. round. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice. Here on Legal Talk Network. All right. Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. Happy holidays to all of you. And we hope you are overcoming your overindulgence on figgy pudding or some other things. Let's first hit the news. Oh, we've got Santa news. Wow. All right. gee, we talked last week about AI generated content. What's China doing? About AI generated content. They're banning
1: content. AI generated content without watermarks. Now, look, I should say they say they're banning they think AI they're banning. generated content. I, they probably don't think they are. They probably are, you know, that's just uh that's their PR machine. But you know, the point being, uh, last time I checked, there aren't any watermarks right now, and I don't think that people are gonna be able to at least right now, unless you're super sophisticated, maybe, and we talked about this last time, maybe Google can distinguish between AI-generated and non-AI. What do you say? Human-generated, I guess? Non-AI-generated? Content? Um, (laughs) But, you know, clearly the issues that come out of the chat GPT phenomenon continue to catch our attention.
0: I'm super fascinated by this. I have given you some garbage for staying on Twitter with all of Elon Musk's moves. One of our good friends is now off Twitter. What's going on with uh, Popat?
1: Popat has finally saying goodbye to Twitter. And in fact, I, as a huge uh, Popat fan, Ken White fan, I would suggest that you check out the Popat report on Substack. We'll put a link, but Ken publishes over there. And, you know, he makes... The points that he's been making on Twitter, you know, Twitter and uh, Musk, they're free to do what they want, and us users are free to make decisions as we want. Um, he's got a lot of great insights over there, so I would check that out. I, you know, I struggle with myself. Will we continue to be on Twitter? I mean, TBD. TBD.
0: And finally, and I know this feels like a plug coming from you, so I'm going to plug it myself. Tech show registration open. If you can't get enough of Conrad and Ghee in your headphones, come join us in Chicago at Tech Show. You can get more Conrad and Ghee in real life in the Windy City in the coldest month in Chicago. We'll look forward to seeing you there.
1: Make sure you stop by Conrad's Autographing Podcast Station. I'm autographing? How do you autograph a podcast? You have to come to Chicago to find out. Okay, yeah, there you go. I will be autographing the Airways at Tech Show. And now let's dive in to the Legal Trends Report Minute brought to you by Clio. In addition to the benefits that cloud-based law practice management software has for relationships with clients... We also see how these solutions influence the actual delivery of client services. Overall, firms using cloud-based LPM software are less likely to offer meetings after hours and on weekends. At the same time, however, they are more likely to offer communications during these times. In this way, being willing to stay in touch remotely could be a form of boundary setting that allows lawyers to balance work and life. Compared to spending extra hours in the office, communicating through phone, text, message, or email is a more efficient and less disruptive way to stay in touch with clients. Given that working after hours and on weekends is becoming increasingly hard to avoid, cloud-based LPM software helps mitigate the challenges of off-work hours. In fact, cloud-based LPM software users are 44% more likely to want to work throughout the day rather than between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., Overall, 64% more of cloud-based LPM users want to choose which hours they work. So story here, it's you get flexibility. And interestingly, this I think this is a point that comes up a lot for us, but the ability to automate communication and create ways of asynchronously communicated and less disruptive communication, that's really the power of what the technology does, right? Because you don't have to drop everything and go to an in-person meeting. You don't have to drop everything and hop on a phone call. But anyway, it seems like pretty intuitive to me at this point. I mean, I, I'm actually curious if you're listening to this and you don't use any form of law practice management software, hit us up. We want to hear from how you're managing your practice.
0: I have to imagine the Venn diagram overlap of, I listen to podcasts about legal marketing and I don't use law practice
1: management software. There's like three people in that lap. Well, we want to hear from those three people. And don't be afraid; we're not going to out you on the podcast. But I'm I'm genuinely curious here in 2022. How if you're still like, no, we are yellow pad and flip phone, and
0: you're uh, such an asshole. You're like, we're not going to judge you, and then you're like yellow pad and flip. I didn't phone. say judge; Monet- I said
1: out. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to judge anyway. What? You got got something you want to say? No, no,
0: no. Go ahead. You're good. Keep moving. Okay. There's no one who's going to... After that, no one is going to contact us and
1: a couple people are going to unsubscribe. And I'm just going to assume that that's because everybody's using law practice management software and my own filter bubble will be reinforced. There you go. (laughs) To learn more about these opportunities and much more for free, download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O. And with that, let's take a quick break. Smart firms use CallRail to track where every lead comes from. PPC, LSA, organic search, or even offline ads, CallRail tells you which channels drive your best leads. CallRail even integrates with your favorite
0: CRM or practice management tools to help manage your leads and see the ROI on your marketing investments. Know exactly which marketing tools work. Plans start at $45 a month. We recommend CallRail to every single one of our clients. Go to callrail.com slash lunch hour now and try it for free.
1: Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, these immersive programs incorporate the latest in research-based instructional design and technology allowing you to try out concepts, challenge yourself, and grow your skills using real-world scenarios. With programs focusing on professional development, client-facing skills, and law practice management, you can earn CLE while you learn. Launch now at pli.edu interactive or download PLI's mobile app. So we're back, and... We thought, being that it's around the holiday season, we would have a little fun. And not to be dismissive of many of the other traditions and celebrations, we're fond of some of these Christmassy songs. And so we have decided to present to you, dear listener, the 12 Days of Marketing. With that, Let us begin, Conrad. Would you like to sing the first? I can't sing for garbage. I don't even sing in the shower. That's part of the. That's can we just read this like poetically? Sure, you can read poetically, but I'm singing. Then you should start. Watch that. See how I so I turn that around. Go ahead. On the first day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me a subscription to Conrad and Gee. Ah, we start with the shameless plug. Plug away, baby. Does anybody on that's listens to this, are they not subscribed? Are people randomly landing on this podcast? Fair that's question. That's a good question for our data people. Oh, there's a few from our data people. There's a, Just breaking our, news. There's a few. Breaking news in our chat bubble. How are you comes. finding us and not subscribing? I mean, I understand yeah, if you found us and you don't want to subscribe, but... <laughs>
0: Especially after Guy insulted
1: everyone <laughs> moments ago. Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Share the podcast. Hey, if you're sitting there at a holiday function... Turn on Lunch Hour Legal Marketing and see what the family thinks. My family will not listen to this. I can't get them to... Even my mom won't listen to
0: this. Like There you go. On the second day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me two blog posts, Guy. Two blog posts a month because that's
1: what you need. You got to buy blog posts like Lumber. And the more, the better. You get it on... You can actually... In fact you can get a lot of blog posts if you use chat GPT to churn out blog posts right?
0: oh yeah this feels like Santa's cheating here if you're getting blog posts are, are we getting AI written blog posts that's a that's like a whole segment we did last week
1: make sure you have your watermarks yeah
0: especially if you're in China you'll end up dead all mm. right this this is starting to turn dark for the the 12 days of legal marketing all right what's on the third day?
1: On the third day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me three meh links. I like your singing. All right, why do we? Why is
0: your catchphrase meh links? Gee, why? Because
1: you know the the SEO pontification community loves to talk about great content. Google talks about great content. The technical SEO folks core web vitals, baby. Core web vitals and all this other stuff, algo updates, and again, doing this now for gosh, too long. Time and again, when all those other things are equal, it's usually links that are the competitive difference maker. Now, look, are there exceptions to that rule? Sure, keywords in the business name field much more powerful signal in local than links. Um, fake reviews, fake reviews, <laughs> much more powerful signal than links proximity in local matters a lot but you know a lot of that other stuff I, i mean i i still if you're listening i challenge you show me a search result page where the majority of the listings or any of the listings are on sites domains that they have no links right maybe you can show me some local pack spam but for the most part especially in traditional organic results those sites have links and um you can't change my mind, but I'd like you to try. All right. I'm going to try and sing this next one. Excellent.
0: On the fourth, day of legal marketing my true love gave to me four dark social mentions.
1: There you go. Nice job, Conrad. You Not, did it. You know, when I was uh when
0: I was in high school, I played lots of instruments and then I went to college and I took music theory 1 and I realized what a horrible untalented musician. I was. It was a great. What was your favorite instrument? I played reeds. I played all sorts of reeds, but none of it well. And I and I thought I was amazing. And then I went to college and I learned just how bad I was. Well, let's talk about dark social mentions. Can we track them? Sure, you can track the mentions.
1: Yeah, sure you can. And you can put a open text box field on your form. People will tell you how they found you. Bingo.
0: So the key with Dark Social, we we did a full show on Dark Social. We did a couple others where we touched on Dark Social. I will tell you, I believe that Dark Social is the big differentiator in 2023 for generating not just brand awareness, but brand affinity for your law firm. And so I remain, have been, and am increasingly excited about Dark Social in the legal marketing world for
1: 2023. Well, you know what it really does too? it helps you not cut off your nose to spite your face, right? Because so we know the marketing people, they, sh- you know, direct response attribution. It's like, well, we can't show any conversions are coming from this. So turn it off. Yep. You know, we can't show there's any conversions from your podcast. We can't show there's any conversions from your local networking event. And then you stop doing it. And then you're, now you're stuck paying high click costs on AdWords. And then they're like, Which you oh, should still do. Your-
0: do it well. Right. Right. Right, but, right. But this but. dark social is a if you have the time and money to invest in building out dark social, game on.
1: And if you don't know what um, we're talking about,
0: we should put a link to our dark social episode because it is it was one of our best this year. All right, I interrupted you your beautiful singing.
1: No, I'll, no, it's all good. On the fifth day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me five viral videos. You know, look, it's very hard to go viral, but here, you know what I tell people about the viral thing? You, you don't need to be viral like you're thinking viral. Just be viral in your local community. Be viral to your small raving fans. Be viral to your, maybe it's your professional network or your, there's an organization you're active in. That's who you need to be viral to. And
0: I think in Keith's Point here, there is this misperception that without scale, social's useless. And your your ultimate goal in social is volume. And fundamentally disagree with that. The opportunity to have a conversation and a and a real engagement with a group of five people, right? That is unprecedented, right? We can do that
1: now. I'm gonna tell you a super clever trick. And this is a nod to uh, Ken Levinson and Jay Stephanie. And it's not there. We talk about them in the context of the food all the time. But they do something else that's really quite clever. They do videos of how they use different software. And you know what happens? Lawyers who have the similar issue with configuring, whether it's FileVine or something, go and search for like, how do you do X, Y, and Z thing in FileVine? And you know what pops up? videos of them. And then you know what they do? They reach out to them and say, hey, thanks a lot for the FileVine. I saw you guys are doing this thing on FileVine. I'd love to have a quick call with how you're doing that. Guess what happens? You just built a new relationship with your video. So, you know, again, is that viral? Maybe not, but you're viral in that community of other lawyers who might refer you business because you're doing videos of your configuring FileVine.
0: And so the key here to me is not the size but the quality, right? What are you actually talking through? And I would much rather you focus on delivering great quality content, like Filevine, how to's, whatever it may be. And it's quality and consistency. Otherwise, don't bother. Do I have to sing again? I. This is a special one to. just for you. Company. No, no, I'm gonna do it because this is all about you. On the sixth day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me, this is my favorite of all the 12, six geezer ranting. I mean, what can I say? No words. It's funny when we started here, I was the kind of bad cop and you were the good cop. We've kind of traded
1: places there. You you had a you went off a couple times this year. You really did. Yeah, we hit a couple of my uh real sensitive issues, but you know, I don't know. I'm like got to be me. What is your most sensitive issue that pisses you off? Ah. Uh, gosh, that's so hard. I don't know. I I think, I guess when it comes to mind, and probably because it's holidays and I'm I'm sure to see this, but it's the inauthentic canned marketing stuff, whether it's a newsletter or whether it's a social post or some other just like, where it's just like, you can't do better than that. And it's like, you paid for it because someone told you you had to do it or or you thought it was what you needed to do and again it's like sometimes it just makes you makes you like these firms less even though you like you actually know them and you like them as people then you see some of this stuff and you're just like oh why are you doing that
0: why bother right why bother my biggest annoyance are the marketing agencies that see the whole world through the lens of what they do right you need x because why and wow almighty that's exactly what i do and i think the marketing agencies that are single threaded tactically don't see the whole chessboard and i'm so tired of listening to people talk about why TikTok's better than blogs or why websites are the most important thing or why you know video is the wave of the future or you know i'm really fascinated with this chat gpt thing but like i'm not going to jump exclusively on that and so my i've said this before if you are tactically single threaded you can't be strategic and i'm just so tired of the marketing agencies talking about why what they do is the thing
1: because it's not you just remind me of another one all these facebook ads (laughs) where it's like zero to ten million dollars in fees in the next six months if you just do this one secret trick one secret trick four hours a week right Unlock. Uh,
0: oh, and limited seating. <laughs> of course. Act now. Act now. Our course, usually $8.99, now available to you for just $29. Let's uh, let's sort a break. We need to come back to the holiday spirit and be magnanimous and friendly as opposed to negative. So after the break, Conrad and Guy are going to come back to happy and positive
1: to end your year. Welcome back on the 7th day of legal marketing my true love gave to me seven paper clicks a clicking that was a little bit i don't think that lined up with 7 but good enough seven paper clicks a clicking where where are your thoughts on paper clicks a clicking these days conrad you know the whether we love it or not we
0: are still seeing tons of volume go through those paper clicks a clicking and this is one of those situations where usually you have a fairly linear trackable path. It's all of that automagic tracking that, you know, Ghee and I have been talking about for years, getting someone from the click to the website, to a dynamic tracking phone number, to an intake management software, tying that all together. Like you can, you can make that happen. The key, of course, with paper clicks of clicking is being very, very good at understanding what your costs are. And also, frankly, because it's so expensive, the people who are doing better on paper clicks at clicking are those who are super, super efficient. They do a really good job at turning those clicks into clients, not just phone calls. And part of that, this, the pure math works out is they're less picky about their clients because in order to get the cost per Acquisition that is appropriate for them, they have to increase the number of acquisitions on that fixed cost. So, that is my take on the clicks of clicking. And we're still doing, I don't know, I'd love to know our data, but I'm guessing 30 to 45% of the business that we drive for our clients are on paper clicks of clicking or the LSAs, right? So, that's what I was going to
1: ask you about. What about paper leads leading? Paper lead
0: that would have gone well with the eleven lords of leaping, haha. There we go. Ah. Paper leads the leading. Um, you know the the paid leads again. These linear experiences. If you get your metrics really, really solid, and you understand what your appropriate cost of acquisition is, and you work to improve that, right? These can be very, very effective. Now, I the the other thing, just as a, as a pure LSA rant, is. It's gotten increasingly difficult to move the needle on LSAs. You're either in, you're out. You don't know why they're up, they're down. It is like it's it's like if a, if a marketing channel had a multi personality disorder, it would be local service ads.
1: A lot of testing going on there, I believe. Testing from Google, but very difficult right. for us
0: to test for yeah, our clients. we you can have do. No anything, idea right? what the heck's yeah.
1: going on. So i I am.
0: A fan in that it generates clients for our clients but i hate it in that it is so unbelievably difficult to manage and it is insanely unpredictable
1: so i you know my um i know we've gone long on this one we weren't supposed to but i have a hunch that we're going to start seeing some data on a correlation between local pack visibility and leads a leaping or leads a leading leads a leading purchase leads
0: and local packs
1: I think that your visibility, I think some of the, there's some overlap in the factors that they're using in local pack visibility and their likelihood to show your ad in LSA.
0: So you're saying that local pack visibility will be correlated with LSA visibility, but you're not saying that LSA advertising is going to correlate to local pack visibility.
1: No, I'm. I I know okay. there are people that that hold that viewpoint. No,
0: I know. I mean, that's the same with pay per click, right? And right. Google is very, very explicit about the no on that for all sorts of antitrust issues, which I don't believe they really want to.
1: They don't want to it's play that it. game. In it's not worth it to them. The judicial system. Yeah, but hey, you know what? It's a really fun talking point for agency people to try to pitch on. <laughs> wow. All right. I told day you eight. we're trying
0: to move away from cynicism and you oh, bring sorry, us right see? back. See, here's... Geez, six geez, ranting. Six are ranting. All right. Number eight. On the eighth day of legal marketing, my true... I'm doing this in kind of the spirit of... I don't know. My singing's terrible. Let me try again. Do it your way. You do you. Do it your way. You do you. Be your own boater. On the eighth day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me eight emails, lists, emailing. Wow. That was a bit of a tongue twister. Email, still
1: effective key, yes or no? Number one underutilized tactic, sending regular emails. Forget about email marketing, forget about nurture campaigns, forget about newsletters. You should be emailing people that you have a relationship with, whether it's referral sources, in some context, former clients, people in your local community. Real emailing, you know, like it or not, People are in email, and uh, if you do it well, it's one of the best ways to build that brand affinity that we've been talking about recently so much. People want to hear from you. This is all about making sure that you're actually like, you know, number one, emailing people that want to hear from you, and then sending them something that they want to hear. But that doesn't have to be like my ten steps after a car accident thing. It can be like, hey, happy holidays. But not with the generic Veterans Day flag. No, in fact, you should record a song of you singing and send it, a link to it in an email. People would love to hear that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to
0: riff on that. Uh, definitely not going to record a song of Conrad singing, but Bomb Bomb, if you are not using video in your email, check it out. It's easy. It's like $400 a year, and you can automatically insert video into your email. Personalized video.
1: Cool stuff. All right, move on. On the ninth day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me nine pages of ranking. This is the SEO day. This, the ninth day.
0: And on the ninth day, created SEO. Okay. Ranking reports.
1: Important or not, Guy? Uh, uh, I, I, I The way you're asking it, I'm going to say not. Okay. They're not as important as, say a conversion report that shows you that you actually generated qualified consults from organic traffic. Okay. But maybe a ranking reports better than say impressions or likes. <laughs> I don't likes. know. Likes, <laughs> More likes, more likes everywhere. Well, you know, my thing with it, you know, I'll give you a quick little story here. So years ago when we first started our agency, you know, we did ranking reports and then I started digging into like how ranking tools actually work. And I was like, we can't report on this because they're so but The wrong. clients love it, man. The clients the love clients it. The clients want it. And, we, and again, we still track rankings. And we still get clients who insist on, I want a ranking report. But when we take those clients on, we have to have a lot of education around, get ready for there to be flux. Get ready for there to be all sorts of things that are happening. And in fact, we just had a prospective client come in. And we were like, "Look, we're just not the right shop for you because you are so focused mm-hmm. on this one ranking." And we just we can't we can't promise you something that's impossible to promise. It's not the right thing to do. And by the way, even if that client was having success, even if they were, we were generating them uh, whatever their metric was: return on ad spend, return on investment, target cost per acquisition, whatever those things are, it wouldn't matter because they would wake up one morning, get their ranking report, see a dip. And then be like, you guys aren't doing your job. Yeah. On the sixth day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me six geezer ranting, right? Sorry. The, Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> you're
0: you're all good. It's the Can't ranking report. So you know what's interesting? I have very much evolved my theory on the ranking reports. I, I do believe that there is value in looking at your high converting pages. And especially if you have a very large site, nailing down those pages that are ranking for high converting terms and understanding what can be done at the individual page level to make some changes and move move the needle. And it's a prioritization yeah. exercise.
1: Oh, you know, another one I love, I love watching the local share of voice grow, right? So if you're using Places Scout or Local Falcon and you've got, you know, you're looking at a composite visibility score across 100 different queries and you're seeing that you're actually going up like directionally, that's a great Way to look at rankings, right? But the, with yeah, the caveat a that those
0: 100 different queries aren't like how to make chicken soup for my cat, right? Right,
1: they gotta be relevant queries. That, you know, <laughs> ideally they're queries that you know convert from paid. Right, ah, using
0: cross-channel data. Mm. All right, well done. On the 10th day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me 10 state bars are raging Gee, and the state bars at odds with each other. What's going on with the state
1: bars? What, what do we talk about? We'll this talk year? about Giza ranting. Um, I know. Well, you know, I, look, it varies state by state. Some states are becoming much more innovative. But, you know, th- the ones that really frustrate me are the ones that are like really make it difficult for lawyers to communicate the value of their services, right? They ju- just can't distinguish on anything, right? Another <laughs> one that always gets me that we brought up. Florida, Florida has a rule that says you can't write an ad you're done just, just
0: say Florida right <laughs> Does it, to the you don't need the explainer after that.
1: Emotions, you know um, I don't in fact I, I should check in on this. I'm a little bit uh, behind the times but at one point Texas wanted you to print out oh. all of your web pages. We and used all to your do ads. That. We had a you client know?
0: we every time we printed everything and it was our job to send everything into the bar in Texas. Print your tweets. I, I would say it's the bars who assume that people, general populace, is so stupid that they need to be protected from lawyers using words like expertise.
1: Yeah, South Carolina, you can't use the bar site that legislator says in South Carolina. Yeah, and I, you know, I feel for the lawyers, and and you know, and then and then, not to one little more quick rant here, but if this, uh, you know, this Rule Five Point Four changes. I can't wait to see the intersection between non-lawyer-owned law firms and the local advertising rules of professional conduct. Show me how that's all going to shake out. Yeah,
0: who does that favor? Gee, who does that hurt?
1: Uh, well, uh, you're assuming a lot, but if you assume that it's only that those rules are only going to continue to apply to lawyer-owned law firms like they do now, you got a challenge, right? Because we all know. Uh, if you go do a search right now, Avvo and Martindale and Super Lawyers, guess what they all get to do? Best lawyers in Chicago in the titles of all of their pages. Yep. Lawyers can't do that.
0: And gee, does the word "best" impact click through rates?
1: Oh, it certainly can. Certainly, yeah. can. do click through rates impact rankings? Do click through rates impact rankings? Yeah, I mean, think about that. Think about how unfair that is. Anyway. Right. And that's okay. why
0: we continue to see the directory showing up in the SERPs.
1: Right. And the links that they have. They have a ton of links, especially Avo. They got a lot of good links. How'd they get all those links? Wow. Thank you. I'm <laughs> blushing. I'm blushing behind my podcast. On the 11th day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me 11 top ranked chickens. 11 top ranked chickens? Zippy, this is all the yours
0: today. This is all yours, Conrad. This might be one of my favorite projects. For those of you who don't know what Gee's talking about, just Google Zippy the Chicken and read that story. True story. And Zippy actually was injured this year. We have nursed Zippy back to health. Zippy is back in the chicken coop doing much better.
1: Glad to hear that. And and if you don't have the time to go search for Zippy the Chicken, it is a a story of the lamentations on lawyer awards, right? It Cause It is Zippy, a
0: disgusting very real parable about how awful the legal marketing industry is. So just when you thought that we couldn't get any lower, boy, oh boy. And I think we're continuing to dig deeper. We're digging below Lawyers of Distinction's fake awards. Let's leave it at that. All right. On the 12th day of legal marketing, my true love gave to me
1: 12
0: intake experts. Nice job. Ah, uh, this is why I can't sing. I told you I was not musical, and I just proved that to everyone. I
1: don't know what you're talking about. Plus, uh, Lockwood's going to auto tune you, so you're going to be you're going to sound like
0: <laughs> Lockwood. I want to sound like uh, I can't even name someone who uses auto tune obnoxiously, but let's do it.
1: You're going to be uh, is Justin Bieber auto tune that goes to show I, my d- pop dude, culture. I'm I 48. Heard. I have I can't answer that question. Uh so intake. I you know th- this. I think we've always known that intake is so important I, I gotta tell you i think reflecting back on all the years that i've been doing this that's probably the place that you probably should spend the most of your time because none of this other stuff matters if you screw up intake right
0: yeah yeah 100 uh, percent. and i suspect our path to getting into intake was exactly the same we had clients who were annoyed about none of the marketing's working and then we got into intake and we're like you know what? The, the thing that's not working is the person who does intake. Literally, he's not working. And, uh, and that's turned things around. But we've gotten really deep into intake um, through you know third-party calling services like Posh Virtual Receptionist. There's a shameless plug for one of our sponsors. All the way down to evaluating individual calls, calling yourself, pretending that you're a client using intake management software to smooth the transition and automate processes that can be automated, um, linking into Calendly to get people further down the funnel as quickly as possible. And I think most of you, many of you, maybe not most of you, I won't insult all of you, but many of you still view intake as very easy because the person who you're paying the least in your organization is the person that you put in charge of this most important of jobs. And so get yourself over that misperception.
1: And that's for the people that actually have someone dedicated doing this. I mean, there are still a a ton of lawyers. They're like, "Yeah, who fields your calls? I do. Who fields your calls at nine o'clock at night? I do. Who fields your calls when you're at motion hearing? I do. No, you don't. You know where those calls go? To the next lawyer. The next search on Google. Yep. Oh no, they'll leave a voice message for me, huh? Voice message. I don't even. I don't even. You leave voice messages for people?
0: Why local service ads aren't working for you in a nutshell? you pay per lead and the lead leaves you a voicemail. You're done. Good night, goodbye. You are not playing the game
1: right and and it's not even just that either because then then you get into the people that you you paid somebody and and they're friendly, you know they're a friendly person, but they don't actually know how to qualify a prospect and i've I've heard these calls too, where it's like, oh no, that was a qualified prospect, and they just turned them away from the firm. I'm like. <sighs> What? And that's they they're paying someone to whether it's outsourced or virtual or someone at the firm like focus on your intake folks 12 you need 12 intake experts on twelve This day. is
0: this is a true story which I cannot share the audio recording of but I'll share the anecdote. We literally had a front desk at a law firm because everyone was busy right now. You can go back and there's lots of lawyers on Google that you can contact. Literally said that to a prospect because everyone was so busy.
1: Nice. Go, That'll help conversion. Don't do that. Don't do that. And with that, that wraps up our 12 days of legal marketing. Thank you all so, so very much for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season wherever you are. I hope that this new year brings you great joy and success and that I hope you continue to enjoy Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you just landed here, please do take time to subscribe and like we always say, we'd love to hear from you. So hashtag LHLM, send us a message. And until next time, lunch hour legal marketing. Conrad and Guy saying farewell. Happy holidays.
0: That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> that was funny. Pull out your legal pad. Did I ever about the time we had, we literally had a lawyer who wanted us to design his website like a legal pad? Because that's what we. I got one
1: better. We, we had a lawyer, we asked, hey, can you send us your open uh, file from last month report? And they were like, sure. Where do you want me to fax you the yellow copy of the yellow pad? And we're like, wait, you're kidding, right? And they're like, no, we're not.